On today's episode, it's time for another round of common retirement planning questions. I'll put myself into the feet of some hypothetical question askers. Glenn will give us some responses and answers to some more specific requests and guidance that you might encounter in the financial world. So we're trying to make it sound like you might be asking these questions yourself. What would it sound like to interact one-on-one with a financial advisor? That's part of the goal of today's episode. So buckle up. Looking forward to it. This is the Retirement Roadmap. It's time for the Retirement Roadmap podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Welcome to the show. Walter Storholt here with you alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant at Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro, North Carolina. But you can meet uh, virtually from anywhere by going to RoadmapFinancial.com. Glenn, I've got four common retirement planning questions, another edition of uh, this kind of show that we bring up every couple of months here on the Retirement Roadmap for you. So we're going to cover everything from, I guess, a couple of different angles. We're going to talk about maxing out 401ks. We've got uh, one question where we're worried about RMDs coming up uh, down the road a little bit. We'll also touch on um, not having enough maybe in an emergency fund and how to handle that and also what to do with uh, an inheritance. So a lot of ground to cover on today's episode. Are you ready to roll? Yeah, Walter, let's do it. Good. Let's dive in. All right. So for the first question, uh, let's say that I come to you and I say, you know what, Glenn, I max out my 401k every year, and I'm told that I make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA, but I still want to save more for retirement than just that 401k contribution. Where do I turn uh, to put those extra dollars, to put that money? What are my other options? Right, right. Well, I mean, one of the one things I would ask you too uh, with that with situation, Walter, is that four hundred one k contribution. Are you know how much, if any, of that are you putting into the to the Roth four hundred one k? Because you know your any any of the matching money is 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 very likely going to be you know going into the pre tax dollars, and so you know you you if you're looking to to try to put money away into a into into a vehicle that's going to be you know tax favored in retirement you know the, the, the most most four hundred one k's out there now are, are are either have begin offering or or are offering um, you know the the Roth possibility there so that's that's something to take a look at. Um, sometimes, you know, the, you, if you ask a few more questions too, you can even find a uh, what's called an after-tax um, contribution that you can make. I've I've seen four hundred one k's that have that, and you would think, well, the after-tax is just the is just the Roth, and it's like not necessarily. There are some four hundred one k's out there that will allow you to do you know the, the Roth, and and there's also another category that's that's called after-tax. So that's something to possibly take a look at. The other thing, Walter, is as I would say is is you know I I would want to get to know you a little bit. More as to who you are and and you know and what your personality is like and you know when what your understanding and knowledge is, you know base is of different things. There are a number of people that are out there that you know that take extra money and they they buy rental properties, right? And they you know and they and they 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 plan on you know having you know a variety of of rental income that that may come in. Key question there is is you know are you cut out to be a landlord or you know do you do you you know have you done the math in terms of you know hiring a uh, hiring a, a company that's going to you know that's going to manage that property for you? That's one possibility. Other possibilities though, is, is you know is is just is, is just your your typical brokerage account, right? In terms of you know, hey, you know, can you put money into an, an you know just a traditional 
what we would call a non-qualified brokerage account. The non-qualified just simply meaning that it's not a retirement type of an account. You know, and that type of an account is going to be subject to ordinary income on interest and possibly dividends, capital gains, and that kind of thing. Some people like using that type of a of a, of a vehicle. There's other you know types of things. Maybe maybe you're 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 more concerned about having reliable income. You know, when you're you know when you when you reach you know retirement, and so there there might be some insurance products to potentially look at. You know, there there's there's different ways of structuring life insurance policies. There's different there's different annuity possibilities that are out there that you know may not have the same you know growth potential as what the what the overall markets might, but they might have some tax advantages to them, and they might have some you know some ways of making sure that it's like hey you know I've got basically you know kind of building a you know a personal pension that that, that you know is going to be there when you need it. You know again it depends upon who you are and what you're looking for, but there's a variety of different things that you can look at. The key is is that you know when you're when you're talking to somebody about about you know where to look Walter and you know and, and what what might be the right vehicle or vehicles you know in terms of putting money into is is that if the advisor you know quote unquote <laughs> is jumping to solutions before they really understand who you are and what you're looking to accomplish then you're probably talking to somebody who probably leans a little bit more to the you know the the financial salesperson who's who's really trying to sell you something than trying to figure out what's what's going to be best for you in your situation because there's a lot of different things that you can put money into the the key question is is you know what's going to be the right thing for you in your situation and your knowledge base and your and your comfort levels of different things and there's you know it, it's there's it's, it's not it's not difficult to find things to put money into and what the the challenge is is trying to find the what's the right thing for you and you know and it might be more than one thing but again it, it's 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 really a discovery process of of fig, trying to figure that out and then once once you once we you know you kind of answer some of those basic questions and sometimes more detailed questions as well then you then you end up you know, saying okay well now I can build a plan or I can build a plan together with my advisor it's fantastic and uh, really helpful for anyone in a situation like that. If you have something similar going on in your life where you're looking for those extra places to save money beyond your 401k contribution and are limited maybe because of your income levels, talk to Glenn about some of those more specific solutions that are right for you. Roadmapfinancial.com. Go there and click free consultation to set up a time to chat. All right, Glenn, switching gears to another hypothetical here, a possible retirement planning question. Let's say that I just turned 72 and I'm about to retire, and I come to you and I say, I recently took a look at how much I'll have to start withdrawing from my IRAs and my 401k because I'm old and they're forcing me to make withdrawals. Uh, Between Social Security and the money they're forcing me to take out, I'll have a higher income in retirement than I had when I was working. Can they really make me withdraw that much? This gets us into RMD territory, right? Yeah, it does, Walter. And yes, they can. <laughs> and they will, right? They will. That's why it's called required minimum distribution, right? Because it's a requirement. And sometimes some people will get really upset about it. It's like, why are they making me take that money out, right? Why, why is that? Why is there required distributions? Well, again, you have to kind of go back to what is that account? How is that account designed? You know, and, and if, you're, if, if you have required minimum distributions, you know, they're then that means that you were putting money in, you know, pre-tax, meaning that you were, you know, you were putting money away for your retirement, but you were also putting putting that money away before you paid any taxes on it, which means that the tax revenue that would have gone to the government, you know, with with, with payroll with you know withholdings, is it went into that retirement account, which means that part of that money is theirs and always was theirs. 
right? And so that is why there's those required distributions because they're not going to let you defer that forever. That's part of the agreement that you make when you put money in there, whether you know understand that or not, that's how that, that type of an account works. And so that's why there are those required minimum distributions. And then, you know, and then the key is, is that, you know, well, you know, when you're putting money away for retirement, you want to be thinking along those lines. We've, we've talked about in, you know, in, even in previous episodes, when you think in terms of, well, how much income, you know, can you, you know, can you produce or derive off of, off of a certain amount of retirement savings? Well, you start thinking about that. And then if you, if you, if you, if you've done some planning or you're working with an advisor, you know, you'll, you'll pretty much, you, you'll start to have a pretty good sense as to how much you have to pull out or, or you know, or how, what's your withdrawal strategy? You know, I mean, if you, if you put together a plan, you know, in, in this particular case, you know, there's there's obviously you know a situation where you know it, you know the, the hypothetical was is this person put away a lot of money into, into their in the retirement savings, which obviously you know on, on the surface that's really great that they did that, right? On the other on the other hand, they probably could have been a, a, a bit more strategic in terms of how they did it. Not that they saved too much, but maybe they they could have they could have utilized you know some other other savings vehicles that wouldn't that wouldn't create that situation where they were being forced to take in income that they didn't really want to take. And so again, that's a, that's something to really be aware of. And then if you're if you do find yourself in that position and you didn't have an advisor that you know that you know and and, and you didn't have a, a plan of what you were going to do in that particular situation, there are still strategies you know yet beyond that as to it's like okay, well if I'm forced to take it, well what else can what can I do with this money rather because I still don't want to spend it, I want to do something else with it. Well, there's a variety of different ways to be productive with that money, and there's some that are more productive than others, and some that are more tax aware than others, and that that, that again that 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 creates another whole conversation about you know who are you and what are you looking for in terms of your overall planning and you know and then you know the, then you when you when you start going down that path you can start finding the the the, the right strategies for your particular situation very helpful glenn another uh, piece of advice for those of you who may be not necessarily a high income earner during your working years but all of a sudden elevated to that status because something like an rmd comes along and creates these problems to solve cuz Ultimately, we want to stay efficient when it comes to our retirement and financial planning. That's what Glenn's planning is going to help you do. Again, if you want to meet with Glenn, talk about your situation, you can do that by going to roadmapfinancial.com and click free consultation to set it up. All right, Glenn, another scenario here. Uh, Let's say that I've been told I don't have enough of an emergency fund in the bank. Uh, but I'm, you know, this is up to, for debate to me. What's more important, building that up or making sure I'm maxing out my 401k since I'm only, let's say, five years away from retirement? Yeah. Well, I mean, Walter, you're gonna you're you're gonna be stunned at my answer. Is is you know, it depends, right? <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it does. It it really does depend. Uh, you know, as to what's the situation there? Or, you know, how do you? Where's the money position in that four hundred one k? Is there Roth money in there? Is is you know all the different things? But but one of the key things, Walter, is is that if you're only five years away from retirement, you're really you know you you really entered into that that preservation and distribution phase. You hadn't really gotten to the distribution phase yet. But you really are, you know, you're really at that preservation phase. And, you know, you you need to have access to capital, obviously. You also need to have access to capital for cash flow for income purposes, you know, that you, that you know is going to be there and going to be reliable for you and, you know, when, when you need it, right? And is not necessarily going to be subject to the, the ups and downs of the overall economy and the markets. So, you know, the, 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 the key is, is that, you know, 
to you know you don't want to do planning in a vacuum and what i mean by that is is that if you're if you if you're trying to look at your emergency fund and say well do i have enough money here or there or whatnot well you it's like you're you want to be looking at your overall planning you know for the next five years 10 years you know 15 20 years out and say okay well well how are you going to be the most efficient and most productive in terms of how you're saving money in, in, for these next five years and so there might be more than one answer there and you know and and, and ultimately even if there was just you know one answer or maybe it was like it's really important that you do something for a short time maybe it's not for that full five years you know so it's it maybe it's like hey you need, you really need to push hard here and, and get some money saved for, you know for the next you know year or two or three and then you've got some then you've got some additional year you know time that you you know that you can be putting money away again we want to be strategic about that and you know and 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 be and be efficient in terms of you know you know tax aware planning the retirement diversification that we've talked about in terms of when are you going to need the money you're you're certainly not going to you know likely need all of your money all at the same time early in retirement you're going to need some of it now some of it soon and you know some of it later right so it's, it's like you know how do we position that in such a way that it can be it can be there when you need it and it can be it can be productive and and you know and efficient all at the same time Good points across the board. All right, let's get to one more scenario here, Glenn, to cap things off. And this one's got a a somber note to it, uh, but people go through this. This is part of life. Um, Let's say I had a relative uh, for this example question, to to be specific. We'll say that my grandmother died recently, but did leave a substantial amount of money to me. Let's say I'm only 29 years old, so it's more money than I've ever had before, and I don't want to be, you know, making bad choices with these dollars. What should I do with the money so that I'm not mad at myself 40 years from now when I'm trying to retire? Advice for perhaps a younger person in this situation. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, that that situation is is that... You know, I, I mean, largely as, you know, as again, and, and there's not a one size fits all. I mean, there's lots of different other situations there, right? But you know, you you kind of look at you you know some of the things that, that come up is is number one, you you don't want to make any kind of snap decisions. You certainly don't want to go out and just blow it, and you, and, you know, and, and just you know and have a good time with it. I mean, it would be fun, but you know, then you're going to be one of the, you're going to be kicking yourself down the road, which is you you obviously don't want to be in that situation one of the better strategies is to just set it aside, right? It doesn't necessarily have to make a lot. It just needs to be safe for a little bit of time. So you kind of get your bearings and you, and you explore different ways of, of handling it. And then, you know, and then you develop a strategy, you know, it's, it's like if somebody, you know, an advisor or a financial salesperson is out there really pushing you to, to do something with it, you know, right away that it's just like, Oh, you need to do this. You know, you need to do it yesterday. Well, then that's a that's a those are serious red flags that should be you know going off, and you really want to be be wary and, and and look for some other opinions and, and and get a better sense of when when somebody's really trying to help you look out for you know for your future. You know, some of the other things that can kind of come into play there, Walter, is is like you know, I mean, have you have you you know, do you own a house? You know, do you want to own a house? And you know, is is like you know, I mean, is, maybe part of that goes towards a down payment. You know, maybe maybe a situation where you maybe you have some student loans. You know, well, and then you know you have to you know make that determination. Does it make sense to possibly you know to pay some of those off? You know, and what what is you know what are you likely to be paying out in interest over the, over the years? You know, of, of the life of those loans. There's a whole lot of different scenarios there for somebody who's 29 years old and and then comes into and comes into a lump sum of money. And there's ne- there's never a one size fits all, but there are a lot of different 
different scenarios that could possibly come up. I mean, I've only scratched the surface of a few of them. And again, just because we start to scratch the surface of them doesn't mean mean that the first answer that comes to mind is going to be the right answer. You know, you want to be strategic about how you how you how you position that money. And, and more often than more often than not, Walter, it's probably wise to do a variety of things with that. So you're you know you're you're kind of positioning so that you're you're being you know you're being wise through time and you're in your in your kind of having a, a bit of a diversification in terms of how you're positioning it, you know, and, and maybe paying off certain things as a way of diversification because you're because you're affecting what your future income that you can save might be versus the you know your future income that you might you, you might have to be paying out. Again, it depends upon a variety of different things. I'm kind of alluding to student loans there, but again, what is what is what is the rate? You know, what is you know what is the, what is the payout factors or pay? You know, what, what is that looking like? You know, what are you likely to pay over time? You know, you know, what are you likely to pay in rent over time if you don't own a house? You know, and and so there's there's a there's a variety of things there, Walter, that 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 are gonna that are gonna come into play with with all of that. The other question is is that you know, maybe you know is this is this gonna be is this gonna ever happen again? I mean, are, do you have any other relatives that might end up you know leaving you money? And that might sound silly, you know, to a lot of people, but there there are there are folks that that are gonna inherit you know substantial money from from more than one relative, right? And, and but there's others that that it's just like, hey, I wasn't expecting this. And it was this is a one-time thing, and I know this will never happen again. Well, those those two different scenarios, you know, are, are going to have different strategies, right? So, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of questions to be answered before you really start to to figure out well where does it go. But the the key is is that you're strategic and you're taking the emotions out of it, and you're and you're you know, to the extent that's possible, and you and you really look you really look at you know how is going to be the the best way to you know to use this so that it's going to serve you, which is obviously what. What, what the you know your your grandmother wanted wanted to have happen? She didn't want to give you money that that you just go out and blow, or that you know that that you ended up you know feeling regretful years down the road. I mean, you know, she wanted to try to help, and so you've got to play a part in that, and you know, and be wise about how you do things. And again, you don't have to rush into it. Just just start. Just take your time, do some research. Talk to you know a variety of people and you know and then you know and then form a plan you know and you're you're probably going to do that with an advisor that you feel comfortable with which is which is a good thing but you probably aren't going to come across that 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 right person to help you or to be your advisor in in that first interview maybe it, maybe you do but 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 more than likely you're going to want to have a number of different conversations and find you know find the the person that you really you know that, that really makes sense to you in terms of, the, of of what they might be suggesting and and you also get the real sense that hey they're looking they're looking out for you right and you know and and that's that's um there's there's fewer of those in the world than, than there are those salesmen that are wanting to, you know to, to you know create that that scenario where they it's like hey I know exactly what you need to do and let's 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 do this 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 and this and and they they don't even really know that much about you and unfortunately the, that that happens a lot and and uh, and when folks don't have experience with money, there's a, there's an old saying, Walter. You know, a man with experience met a man with money, and a man with the money ended up with the experience, and the man with the experience ended up with the money. And you don't want to be in that situation. You want to make sure that you're making wise decisions. That's definitely some good food for thought to cap off our episode today. So thanks, Glenn, for walking us through a variety of situations here that even if your situation isn't exactly linked to one of the things that we've talked about today, you may find yourself at least in a similar spot either now or in the future. So always good to hit on some of these specifics just to see how those conversations would develop in person with you, Glenn. I find these to be pretty helpful. If you have questions of your 
own and you want to get that specific advice and not just the broader stuff that we can cover here on the show, set up a time to visit with Glenn by going to RoadmapFinancial.com and click on that free consultation button. Again, just go to RoadmapFinancial.com or you can call 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Glenn, thanks for all the help on the episode today. We'll chat again soon. All right, Walter. Take care now. All right. Join us for new episodes every week right back here on the Retirement Roadmap. 